Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week. And this week in Breaches is long, because actually it's about two weeks worth of Breaches due to travel... I uh, finally getting back into the swing of things, uh, you know, with our regular breaches because last week was not. So with that, as always, I want to thank the people that sent me a lot of this information over the past two weeks. And that would be Jay Dance, Jacqueline Wolf, Saul Stein, Harmon Krishnamurthy, and Steve Wagner, or Wagner, depending on where you are, Steve. Thank you very much. And with that, let's dive right in because we've got no time to lose. There were a ton of data breaches this week. First up is Connecticut College. Guess where they are? Now, a data breach at Connecticut College early last year resulted in the unauthorized release of personal information, including social security numbers for an unspecified number of people affiliated with the private liberal arts college in New London, according to officials about two weeks ago, Wednesday. Now, according to the statement, the breach was detected in March of 2023 and prompted college officials to contact law enforcement and take steps to remediate. The statement, though, did not say how many people have been affected or uh, have if their data had been released as a result of this data breach. And again, we're talking about almost a year ago now at this point, and this is just coming to light, so I'm pretty sure they're going to get sued. Moving on. Let's talk about the Department of Defense, because the Pentagon is in the process of alerting more than 26,000 current and former employees, as well as job applicants and partners, uh, that their sensitive personal information may have been exposed online in a data breach incident that was first detected in early 2023. Now, this notice, which was dated February 1 of this year, sent by the Defense Intelligence Agency to a longtime Defense Department official, encouraged them to sign up for government-provided identity theft protection. Protection, and we don't have much more than that beyond it seems to be uh, stemming from an email breach, but we'll see where that goes. So heads up to you if you work for the Department of Defense uh, or you're applied there in some way, shape or form. Moving on. Let's talk about a company called Infosys McCamish, and this actually I think is going to be a big one because a data breach at Infosys McCamish, who they, for the record, are a financial software provider, compromised the names, addresses, dates of birth, social security numbers, and other account information of 57,028 deferred compensation customers whose accounts were serviced by Bank of America, Bank of America being one of the largest financial institutions here in the United States, from what I understand. Now, an unauthorized party, apparently a ransomware group, uh, it looks like Lockbit may have been the ones, accessed the customer's information through Infosix McCamish's systems, not Bank of America's, according to the letter. So, Infosys sent basically a letter to affected customers and published with Maine's Attorney General. Bank of America provided standard two-year identity theft protection for its customers that were affected. Now, this breach occurred on November 3rd, according to the letter, and Infosys McCamish notified Bank of America on November 24. So, obviously, this is a huge issue, but this is a quintessential supply chain breach where you've got a bank that is essentially drinking cybersecurity Kool-Aid but outsourcing part of their operations to a third party. Obviously, they have to do supply chain due diligence, which is broken down. I have to imagine Infosys McCamish may be losing a customer here. Not good. Moving on, let's talk about Verizon again because they've had multiple data breaches over the year. Now, they're not quite T-Mobile or Marriott, but, but when Verizon's on the radar, it's not good because I believe they are the largest cellular infrastructure provider across the entire United States. Now, they are notifying 
More than 63,000 employees that their personal information was exposed in an internal data breach. Now, the company had informed the Maine Attorney General's office that this incident was discovered on December 12 of 2023, but it actually occurred around September 21st of last year. Quote, a Verizon employee obtained a file containing certain uh, employee personal information without authorization and in violation of company policy. That's according to their statement. Verizon's investigation determined that the file had names, address, dates of birth, social security, and other national identifiers, gender details, union affiliations, and compensation information of Verizon employees. And so obviously, while they quote-unquote kept it in the family, it was internal, it was not exposed to the public, these kinds of things still need to be disclosed as well, because quite frankly, an internal breach is a breach. And so here we are. So heads up to you, employees of Verizon. Moving on, let's talk about third-party payment operators via Metis and Almers in France. Now, this is a big one for the French government because France's Data Protection Authority, CNIL, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that with uh, much respect to my French viewers. Uh, basically, they open an investigation into the data breach involving those two payment uh, operators. Now, this reported a breach, and this is why it's huge, of op basically affected more than 33 million individuals, most of which are in France, as the two operators manage payments for health and mutual insurance companies across the country. CNIL also noted that uh, companies using Viametis and Almers must inform customers of potential involvement in the breach. And so this is going to be a huge fallout. 33 million is a significant part of the French population. That's a huge thing. So heads up to you if you're listening to this or watching this and you may be notified. You never know. Moving on. Let's do our mini segment real quick, basically entitled, If You Just Spent on Cybersecurity, You Wouldn't Be Getting Sued. And here we are, because we're talking about those. And the first one up is Planet Home Lending, because they failed to protect the personal information of nearly 200,000 people that was exposed in November of 2023 in a data breach, according to a proposed class action. Now, Frank Canepa, the plaintiff, alleged that Planet Home failed to implement adequate and reasonable data security measures or follow required data protection protocols. Information exposed included names, dates of birth, social security numbers, financial account numbers, and more, according to this complaint filed February 2nd in U.S. District Court for the District of Connecticut. So heads up to you if you use Planet Home Lending, LLC, maybe entitled to compensation. Moving on. Let's talk about the Montefiore Medical Center because they just agreed to pay $4.75 million in a settlement over data security failures that federal officials uncovered when investigating an employee who had sold patient information to criminals, meaning the fines are always high when the intent is negative. Moving on, okay, and not moving on, announced Tuesday for this, the deal between the New York City-based nonprofit, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and their Office for Civil Rights, that is which what, what is what runs HIPAA compliance, includes a corrective action plan and two years of federal monitoring. It addresses, quote, multiple potential failures, end quote, by Montefiore that paved the way for the former employee's theft uh, basically about a decade back. So obviously the wheels of justice move slowly, but 
here we are. Moving on, let's talk about U.S. Fertility, or USF. They reached a 5.75 million settlement to resolve allegations of negligence following their 2020 ransomware attack and data breach that impacted almost 900,000 individuals. Now, USF provides IT platforms and services to a network of more than 200 physicians across 100 clinic locations and more than two dozen IVF laboratories. That's in vitro fertilization. Now, in November of 2021, plaintiffs had filed a consolidated class action complaint in the U.S. District Court for the District of Maryland, alleging that USF had violated their trust as well as data security best practices. And apparently they were right because $5.75 million later, here we are. And so there you go. That is the mini segment for this past week or two. If you just spent money, you wouldn't have your reputation damaged. If you just spent money on cybersecurity. Here we go. You won't be paying out. Moving on back to regular breaches. Let's talk about popular remote desktop software provider, AnyDesk. Now, they confirm that their production systems were compromised during a cyber attack. Now, AnyDesk systems were breached by adversaries who managed to steal source code and private code signing keys and gain access to the firm's production systems. And this is what they revealed on February 2nd of this year. Now, the firm had revoked all security-related certificates and web portal passwords th uh, through maintenance and believes the threat actor is now out of the network. Now, this attack was not related to ransomware and AnyDesk found no evidence uh, basically that any end user devices had been affected and I'm going to say at this time because these things have a tendency to evolve and and as you are looking at this if this is a centralized portal for remote desktop and they were actually able to compromise let's say multiple customers of any desk then they may have had access to personal home computers entire networks worth of computers i mean if you're an it management company using any desk you might have thousands of endpoints that you can remote into for support purposes here we are this is what happened with kaseya vsa and solar winds and very similar in the sense that those two in scope ended up launching ransomware attack all over the place surveillance a whole bunch of stuff now it may be nothing with any desk but i'm going to be keeping an eye on this one because these are the ones that concern me very very greatly and if you are running a remote desktop platform in the cloud like any desk or any of its competitors you have to be drinking cybersecurity kool-aid to the nth degree because you're always 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 under attack like banks and password managers as well so heads up to you moving on Let's talk about insurance giant Prudential. Prudential Financial is huge here in the United States. Now, this week, they informed the U.S. Security and Exchange Commissioner, SEC, uh, in their uh, Form 8K filing that they fell victim to a data breach earlier this month. Now, in their filing, uh, basically, the incident was identified on February 5, one day after a threat actor gained unauthorized access to some of their systems. Prudential said that the attackers were able to access company administrative and user data stored on compromised systems as well as user accounts associated with employees and contractors as well. The company did not say how many of its roughly 40,000 employees worldwide might have been impacted, but heads up to you if you have anything to do with Prudential Financial globally. Moving on. Let's talk about the city of Fort Worth, Texas. Now, June 2023, they had an attack of the city, and this is an update on that. The website that was hit may have actually leaked more information than initially thought. Now, review by an outside firm revealed that the attackers may have access driver's license numbers, dates of birth, and more. About 448 people were affected, and the city sent letters in early January notifying them, but obviously they're going to have to update that as well. So if you got one of those letters and you are in Fort Worth and you're using the city's website, 
having to put in your driver's license number, you might want to check in. Moving on. Let's talk about a company called State Street. On February 5, they filed a notice with the Attorney General of Massachusetts after discovering that an unauthorized party was able to uh, gain access to confidential information in their infrastructure. Now, in this notice, State Street explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to access things like names, Social Security, financial account information, and driver's license numbers. They have begun sending out notification letters as well. So heads up to you, State Street customers. Moving on, I want to give you a quick update on Perry Johnson and Associates. If you recall, this is a supply chain breach. So we are seeing an absolute ton of healthcare um, or outfits having to declare HIPAA data breaches as a result of Perry Johnson and Associates. This is probably going to at least make them change their name. But anyway, in the past week or two, we've seen Concentra Health Services and the South Bend Clinic both declare data breaches as a result of Perry Johnson and Associates. So heads up to you if you're a patient and any one of those. Moving on. Let's talk about rebound orthopedics and neurosurgery. They would not confirm reports that they had been hit by a cyber attack over this past weekend, but all external computer systems had been shut down since this past Monday. As of Wednesday afternoon, patient and scheduling portals remained unavailable. Now, in 2018, they actually suffered a data breach, and but did not reveal it, interestingly enough, to patients for five months months. Obviously, they must have gotten HIPAA fines for that one. Now, efforts to reach the company's CEO or other leaders was unsuccessful, and essentially, uh, local reporting called rebound several times to seek comment. Three phone calls ended when the person answering the phone hung up. On the fourth try, they said no comment, and here we are. So, heads up, if you uh, basically are a longtime patient of Rebound Orthopedics, at least since 2018, you might be in two data breaches, but Rebound Orthopedics and neurosurgery should be on your radar to make sure that as a patient, you are protected. Moving on. Let's talk about Hop, Skip, Drive. This is actually a rideshare similar to Uber, but it's for students, meaning those that are underage. Now, they confirmed a data breach involving the personal data of more than 155,000 drivers. For the record, drivers, not the minors. Now, Los Angeles-based hip, hip, Hop, Skip, Drive, like I said, is an Uber rideshare. They've raised about $90 million since they were founded in 2014, and they partner with school districts to basically transport students who live outside traditional bus routes or need extra help getting to school. In other words, they vet their drivers very heavily. They put them through background checks because, you know, the last thing you need is a child predator becoming a driver for hop, skip, drive, right? So there's a lot of checks that go into, into that outfit. Now, in a filing with Maine's attorney general last week, hop, skip, drive confirmed that they had experienced a cybersecurity incident in June that resulted in the data breach affecting 155,394 drivers. And they said the stolen data included names, postal addresses, driver's license numbers and other non-driver identification card numbers. Hop, skip, drive spokesperson talking to TechCrunch said that those affected were people uh, who drive on our platform or who applied to drive on our platform. No employee or customer data was accessed in this breach. So if your child uses hop, skip, drive to get to school, he or she apparently is safe, at least for now. Moving on. Let's talk about Williamson County in Texas. This is central Texas, and those residents are being warned about a data breach that happened in 2022. That's right. 
one to two years, well, more than a year at least, probably two. Now, officials said they discovered during an investigation that an unauthorized user gained access to an email account with a member of the 277th District Court in Williamson County, who then may have seen or taken certain information. Now, according to officials, certain people who interacted with the court on or before November 10 of 2022, so a year and a half-ish ago, may have had their personal information impacted. Sensitive information varies by person, but generic the county officials said it could include names, address, social security numbers, and more. They said they also conducted a review of the attack and plan to reach out to those that were affected. So heads up to you if you're in Williamson County, down down and deep in the heart of Texas. Moving on, let's talk about Atlassian, uh, because if you recall, they had a vulnerability I talked about, I want to say a few weeks ago or so, and we have an update, because there are companies that are now declaring as a result of Atlassian's vulnerability. And for the record, Atlassian put out essentially an update that said, go update your Atlassian. Not many people get that memo. It's really unfortunate. Now, IT contractor CGI Federal, who is a rather large federal contractor, now had to declare a data breach in 6,000 current and former U.S. Government Accountability Office, or GAO, employees are caught up in this as well. So obviously, a not a good look at Lassian being a very large presence in business. So I'm sure I will be seeing more, and I'll be telling you about more in the future, unfortunately. Moving on. Let's head on over to Virginia and talk about the Virginia Farm Bureau. On February 15, they filed notice with Maine after basically their IT system was targeted in a ransomware attack. Now, in the notice, they explain an authorized party may have gained access to names, driver's license, state ID, social security, and financial account information. They have also sent out letters to those affected as well. So, heads up to you, Virginia Farm Bureau employees or members, customers, whatever it is. Moving on, let's talk about Vail Summit Orthopedic and Neurosurgery. On January 30th of this year, they filed notice with Vermont after discovering an unauthorized party attempted to infiltrate the company's computer network. Now, in this notice, Vison explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to access names, addresses, and social security numbers. They've sent out notifications as well. Moving on, we've got Liberty Hospital because every week is healthcare data breach week. On February 8th, they filed with Health and Human Services of, uh, Office of Civil Rights after discovering unauthorized party gained access to their infrastructure. Liberty Hospital basically said that the information may have included names, medical information, treatment information, and demographic information, such as contact information um, and date of birth. They are also sending out notifications as well. So heads up, Liberty Hospital. And we are not done. Lurie Children's Hospital here in Chicago, one of the premier pediatric care facilities in the United States, they said Wednesday, February 15th, that they had restored email systems and a majority of its phone lines after both were taken offline for two weeks when the provider identified unauthorized access into their network. Lurie's children, uh, basically their Epic MyChart system, remains offline for the time being, and patients, families, and community providers are being encouraged to phone the call center it launched to help coordinate calls because they went down that hard for that long. Quote, our network systems restoration is ongoing and progressing, according to a post on Wednesday the 15th. Now, the system basically, as I mentioned, is Illinois' largest pediatric service and one of the most one of the premier pediatric services in uh, essentially the United States. 
reiterated that it continues to deliver services that a full recovery can can take time to resolve. Now, last week, they also confirmed that the outage was triggered in line with its emergency preparedness plan and after a known criminal threat actor accessed the network. And, you know, we have data breaches all the time. I talk about healthcare. You name the vertical, there's always going to be data breaches. But when you're going after hospitals that, like, seriously, like kids with cancer, that's that's where they go. Really? Like, you're going to go after that? What kind of scumbag does that? That just absolutely sucks. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I hate all data breaches, but I hate when pediatric, uh, you know, anything is just caught up in this because, you know what, you're messing with kids, and that's seriously not cool. Moving on. Let's talk about Juniper. This is a large infrastructure provider, Juniper, maker of routers and switches. Basically, the support website for uh, Juniper was exposed potentially, exposing potentially sensitive information tied to customers' products, including which devices customers bought, as well as each customer's warranty status, service contracts, and serial numbers. Juniper said it has since fixed the problem and that the inadvertent data exposure stemmed from a recent upgrade of its support portal. Now, the interesting part of this is low. Logan George. Now, he is a 17-year-old intern working at Juniper and essentially, or he's working rather for an organization that uses Juniper products. And Mr. George said that he actually found this data exposure earlier this week by accidentally, uh, you know, or by accident, I should say, while searching for support information on one of the products that his organization is using. Now, this isn't good, only in the sense that if, let's say, you're using Juniper products, and they're out of date, and and I'm, let's say, as an attacker, I'm able to get into the portal and say, oh, your organization is running Juniper products, and they're a year old uh, out of warranty, meaning you have not received security patches. All the security patches that Juniper has updated for that product that you're not installing, I now know your organization has, and you can be targeted in the same way that you know we've seen vulnerabilities in FortiGate firewalls. As an example, they're one of many. I'm not throwing them under the bus at all, but but there was a huge flaw in FortiGate firewalls where you could just log into the VPN without authentication. You know, we actually caught one of those calls, you know, from a from a company. And it's a huge, huge problem. And so making sure that you're keeping things up to date and also making sure you're not disclosing to the world exactly what products you're running and the potential warranty or uh, not in warranty life of that is a huge, huge issue for your security. It's also why, for example, I don't publicly rec- recommend specific products or anything like that or put out a list of saying, hey, we probably use these products or recommend these products. One, those are constantly subject to change. But too. I don't want to build a roadmap into what I may be running or one of my clients may be. So that's obviously a huge thing. With that, let's move on because finally, we have some breach numbers for the United States. And honestly, they ain't good. And I'm sure you probably knew that. But with that, a new report from U.S. News has been released. Now, this report was entitled is entitled Digital Privacy Survey Report 2024. Now, this was based on survey responses of about 1,200 adults across the United States who answered digital privacy-specific questions ranging from uh, passwords to whether or not they personally have ever experienced having their private data compromised. Now, as far as the latter is concerned, 61% stated that they learned that their personal data had been breached at some point on at least one of their accounts. That's everybody. You can go to Have I Been Pwned. I've got old email addresses that are caught up in data breaches as well. Now, another 44% said that they've had this happen to them multiple times. Again, yes, I can go to Have I Been Pwned, punch in an, an email address of mine, and you can literally see the data breaches with the exception of the one I'm currently using because, again, we're keeping these things tight as possible. Now, 
This, unsurprisingly, has led 65% of respondents to remain concerned about cyber attacks in 2024. And yeah, absolutely, FBI Director Christopher Wray has undoubtedly exacerbated this on top of it because, according to the New York Times, as he was warning that China was gearing up for cyber attacks on American infrastructure. Specifically, FBI Director Wray was talking about the group Volt Typhoon, who has been breaking into U.S. infrastructure multiple departments, including TSA, I believe Energy and all of that, not to mention water and wastewater districts, which are inadequately defended across the United States, and there's over 50,000 of them. We are one massive surface area for attack. But here's the crux of the issue, according to this, although, the interestingly enough, the article I'm cribbing from framed this as a good thing, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about here, because 80% of the U.S. news uh, survey respondents feel pretty confident that they'd recognize a phishing email if they saw one, and another 42% would stake a claim that they've never clicked on a phishing email at all. Here's the problem with this. That is not a good number. The problem that we have is study after study after study. I've written on this. I've talked about this. Study after study shows that essentially people are overconfident, meaning they believe they can spot things that they're not really trained to spot or they don't think it's necessarily phishing and it is. And in the problem that we have is with generative AI and deep fakes, it's getting even harder to spot because yes, if it sounds like a Russian, dear comrade, Bank of America says change password, it's probably going to be fake because that's not how Bank of America or any institution is going to email you. But when the Chad GPTs of the world are helping Russian intelligence to say, yes, this is Bank of America and it's in perfect grammar, perfect English, sounds exactly like what Bank of America, and I'm, getting, I'm using them as an example because they were in this week's breaches, but this could be any organization. This is a huge problem. We are overconfident in the same way that, that something like 40% of people, at least men here in the United States, think they could beat a grizzly bear in, in a fight. no. We're, you're getting killed, you know, I mean, and that, and that's, that's the issue that we've got here. That's not a good thing. We need more education. And, and when you've got 80% of people saying, yeah, I can totally spot these things. No, no, you can't. Now, on top of this, even 55% think that it's completely possible to avoid being the victim of a data breach entirely. I've literally been on stage and I've had people say, well, I'll never get hit. You know, they can't find me. I'm, I'm totally this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, it just, it's unbelievable to me because you may not necessarily get breached, but what happens if your bank does, your educational institution does, your business does, now you're caught up in this. It may, that may not be necessarily your fault, but nevertheless, you can't say you're immune from this. On top of it, 48% have confidence that a subscription password manager app would keep such information safe. I hope none of them are on LastPass. You know, this is what we're talking about, where you have trust in structure, whether it's uh, hardware, software, uh, you know, the cloud, et cetera, et cetera, to keep you safe. And how many cloud providers have I talked about on Breaches of the Week that have actually gotten people breached or vulnerabilities in software like Juniper's platform where you're expecting they're going to keep your products from Juniper safe and apparently they weren't until now they are. This is the issue that we have. Everybody's hacking everybody. New vulnerabilities are being discovered constantly. And for the general public to think that they can keep up with this is utterly ridiculous. I have a hard time keeping up with this and it's my day job. So I say all of that to say simply this. If you think that you are immune from this, quite frankly, you are not because we all get phishing emails. I get them too. 
Everybody gets them. Data has been exposed on you. Thank you, Equifax. Thank you, Marriott. Thank you, Verizon, T-Mobile. Take your pick. You have been out there, which means you are targeted, and it's an unfortunate thing. And as we are coming into 2024 here at the beginning of the year, we are not just expecting escalations of hacks. We've got an entire disinformation campaign being run by multiple foreign intelligence and adversarial agencies slamming the United States with disinformation. That's phishing. That is a part of phishing. So this is going to be a huge issue that, that we see. I think the general public is overconfident. And again, I've talked about this. I've written on this. This is a huge, huge issue. And so by virtue of that, here we are. So make sure you've got good cyber hygiene. Make sure you're questioning absolutely everything. Make sure you're putting on that filter of distrust. And so with that, those were your breaches of the week. Were you affected? 80% of you think no. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick ESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.